Another Bing Crosby edition of Sounds Like Radio's Library of Sound. I am your humble host here once again as we're hosting another Bing Crosby show for you. But a special Bing Crosby show because this is a beginning of the year. Not a New Year's show exactly because the New Year has already passed and gone. In the Bing Crosby world it is now January 2nd of 1952. And Bing's special guests in today's show are Hopalong Cassidy, one of our very favorites here on Sounds Like Radio, and none other than Monica Lewis. Ah, yes, two great guests, Hopalong Cassidy, an all-time favorite here, and Monica Lewis. Now, Monica Lewis was a singer, yes, but did you know that Monica Lewis was the very first Chiquita Banana Goyle? Yeah. Oh, yes, she was. She was the first to sing the Chiquita Banana song. Uh, hey, you're wondering, what did that sound like? Well, here she is from 1944, Monica Lewis and the Chiquita Banana song. <laughs> I'm Chiquita Banana and I've come to say Bananas have to ripen in a certain way And when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue Bananas taste the best and are the best for you You can put them in a salad Fruit? No, not yet, my dear That greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking How about me? No, no, when you are fully ripe, my dear Those little flecks of brown appear Me? You're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. You can put them in a pie. Any way you want to eat them. It's impossible to beat them. But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. So you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. Bananas are a solid food that doctors now include in baby's diet. And since they are so good for baby, I think we all should try it. See, 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 see. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm kind of in the mood now for a banana. <laughs> oh, you know, I got kind of sick of bananas. Uh, my doctor once told me I should have more vitamin D. He said, get that from eating bananas. So he said, eat a banana a day. So I was doing that. I was eating one banana a day. Oh, I must have did that for at least a a few months. Finally, I got so sick of bananas. You know I haven't had a banana since. I just got real tired of them real fast. I used to like bananas. Uh, Oh, well. Anyway, I still like bananas, I guess, if they're slightly unripened. I don't like a completely ripe banana. I like them when they're slightly green. A banana with that's really hard yellow and brown spots all over it and kind of mushy. Yeah, I don't like that. My dad, I remember, he used to like them overly ripe, brown spotted, 
even almost brown banana itself. I couldn't see how he could stand it. it. Oh, it looked terrible, and it was terrible, if you ask me. But anyway, he liked them, so I guess there are folks out there who like really ripe bananas. Uh, you just have to look elsewhere if you're looking for one of those fans. Uh, oh, now, getting back to what we're doing here. This is a Bing Crosby show from January 2nd of 1952. The beginning of a new year. Bing and Hopalong talk about the new year coming. And, well, this is just a very enjoyable show. Let's listen to it now from January 2nd, 1952. Let's listen now to Bing Crosby's Chesterfield Show. Cassidy and Monica Lewis. <laughs> Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, and a special announcement. To all of you folks listening who have an old 1951 model Bing Crosby, we suggest that you hurry right down to your dealers and turn it in on a new 1952 model. And now, being wheeled out on the showroom floor is the new Bing Crosby. about that introduction, just what was your motive? Well, I guess I had an automotive. Uh, <laughs> that's the way to start off the new year, Ken, with a crack-up on the takeoff. <laughs> Can't say I didn't try. Did you have a high old-time New Year's Eve, Bing? Oh, yes. I, no, really, I didn't. I no? couldn't. No. Yes, I said. I should have turned the page a little quicker and I read the right line. Ask me again, I'll give you a big reaction. Uh, Bing, did you have a high old time on New Year's Eve? No, no, Ken, I didn't get any further off the ground than you did with automotive. <laughs> you mean that uh, you didn't champagne at Ciro's? I didn't even milkshake at Macomba. <laughs> I spent a very quiet evening. As a matter of fact, I was in bed at 10.30. You mean to say you didn't celebrate at midnight with a noisemaker? I might have been snoring a little, I don't know. <laughs> mean that. What about a paper hat and confetti? Very seldom throw confetti in bed, Ken. Not even on New Year's Eve. A square. I guess I'm hey, going to get around. going to bed so early, you missed all the fun. I still feel awful. <laughs> Congratulations. No, I had to hit the sack early, Ken, because I wanted to get up early and get to Pasadena to see the Tournament of Roses Parade. What a mob. Oh, wasn't oh, there. Boy, geez. but I was lucky. I found a parking spot right on Colorado Boulevard where the parade passed. I did pretty good, too. Oh, did you find a parking space near Colorado? Mm hmm Denver. <laughs> Quite a hike I had to the parade. I got a little weary going through uh, Altadena. Altadena? Where's yeah. that? Well, don't you know Altadena? Oh. That's the checking station out there. They, they check your money there to see if you got enough to come into Pasadena. <laughs> 
Did you get into Pasadena all right? Oh, yes, I made it. I had an official badge. You see, Minute Maid Fresh Frozen Orange Juice had a float in the parade. Oh, yes. Oh, and say, that, that Minute Maid float, that was really impressive. Wasn't that epic? Symbolizing oh. world peace. It was really something with that big rainbow of flowers. Oh, yes, and how about that big dove of peace done in white mums with the olive branch in its beak mounted on the crest of a rainbow? Oh, that dove was terrific. And its wings moved slowly up and down mm -hmm. as if in flight. Yeah, I know. Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Your arms should be tired. That was a long parade. Oh, I didn't mind that so much, but after the parade, I flew over the Rose Bowl to watch the game, you know. <laughs> the Rose Parade. Did you notice that uh, Chesterfield was well represented there, too? Give and take. Uh, Gotta do it. Thinking of the other sponsor. <laughs> well, yes, all along the line of march, I noticed that people were puffing away at those milder Chesterfields. And being perched up there on the rainbow, as you were, you could qualify as an official observer. Absolutely. Now, Ken, I think we'd better get to the opening number, huh? Yeah. It's a new sort of wintry song entitled Sleigh Ride. John Scott, let's hit the snow here, huh? together with you outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you giddy up giddy up giddy up let's go let's look at the show we're riding in a wonderland of snow giddy up giddy up giddy up it's grand just holding your hand Like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. There's a birthday party at the home of Farmer Gray. It'll be the perfect ending of a perfect day. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop. The fireplace where we watch the chestnuts pop, 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 pop. There's a happy feeling nothing in the world can buy. When they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie, it'll nearly be like a picture print by Courier and Ives. These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, jingling. It's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Folks, next time you're out of smoke, latch on to a pack of Chesterfields. Get smoke and pleasure all the way with that Chesterfield mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. Remember, over 1,500 tobacco growers tell you Chesterfield's delightful aroma 
means Chesterfield smoke milder. You smoke a pack and see for yourself. They're milder with no unpleasant aftertaste. One of the world's most famous industrial research organizations reports, of all brands smoked and examined, Chesterfield is the only cigarette in which members of the panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. Chesterfield mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. Only Chesterfield has it. Try them today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like now to present, uh, I'd like to have you meet, rather, a charming young actress who comes to us through the courtesy of the MGM Studios. Very fine singer who has just recently returned from Korea where she entertained our troops with uh, Danny Kaye. Miss Monica Lewis. Monica, I bet that's quite a trip you had over there to Korea, huh? Well, it was quite an experience, Exciting, huh? Oh, yeah. We took off from California, and we landed in Korea, and it was freezing cold. I bet you thought you was back in California. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't that cold. I bet those fellas over there were glad to see you, huh? Oh, they were. But I'm certainly glad I got to go over there when I did. It was sort of like giving the boys an advanced Christmas show. Well, you certainly made a nice Santa, Monica. <laughs> Thanks. You make a wonderful dove. Oh, you saw me on the float, huh? Oh, yeah, but the way you were flapping your wings there, I'm surprised it didn't take off. Oh, they had me grounded. They had my feet wired <laughs> to the rainbow. I couldn't... <laughs> what are you going to sing for us tonight, Monica? Well, I thought I'd like to do George and our Gershwin's Wonderful Smileless. Wonderful Smileless. Oh, that's a beauty. Take over, Thanks. Monica. <laughs> our way is a man who has grown to be a symbol of clean living and fair play in this country. I guess this fellow spent more time in your living room than most of your relatives. <laughs> You've seen him on television, and now we present him on the new up-and-coming medium, radio. Folks, here's Hopalong Cassidy. Hello, Bing. Happy New Year. And the same to you, Bill. Now, look, now, right at the outset here, before we go any further, I want to ask you something. I want the truth now. So far, how many corny guys have come up to you and said, Happy New Year? You're the first. <laughs> I'm 
first card, ain't it? I'm just right on my... I'm glad we're not on television. I'd be blushing madly. By the way, Bing, when are you going on television? Oh, television's going to blow over, Hoppy. How wishful can a guy think? Oh, you mean you think television is set, huh? Why, of course. Even President Truman makes his speeches on TV. You better get in. Competition's getting pretty tough. Uh, could be, but I, I don't think the president and I are competing anyway. I don't know about that. I saw a picture of him down at Key West, and he's even starting to dress like you. <laughs> You mean those shirts, huh? <laughs> well, you see, Bill, President Truman has a reason for wearing his shirt out. What is it? Well, I hear he's got an Eisenhower button holding up his pants. <laughs> getting back to television here now for a minute, I think I'll hold out for a little while longer as far as that medium is concerned. I've heard from some sources I don't even look good on the radio, so I'm <laughs> stay away from television. Well, if you don't want to do a live TV show, uh, why don't you show some of your old pictures? Well, that's an idea. You've done uh, all right that way. How's it feel? <laughs> yeah. How's it feel making money off something that happened 20 years ago? Well, you ought to know. Jerry's doing all right. <laughs> that was only 18 years ago. Right, right, right. No kidding. I have to hand it to you. You, you certainly got my deepest admiration, Bill, the way you won the... The admiration and the affection of the Sprout set. Almost every kid you see is wearing hoppy guns, hoppy shirts, hoppy boots. Yeah, and the latest thing I've got out now is hoppy underwear. <laughs> this boy really gets close to the public, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, you know, the ambition of every kid, I believe, is to look just exactly like you. I'll bet they even wish they had silver-gray hair like yours. Oh, no, Bing, I don't think so. Oh, I bet they do. I bet you could sell the kids little gray toupees, call it hoppy hair. <laughs> I'm dead serious, Bill. First you sell the kids hoppy hair, then hoppy combs. Six months later, you hit the market with hoppy dandruff remover. Hmm? Well, that's a thought, Bing, but I don't know. Do you think little children would look good with gray hair? I think they'd look terrific. I can just see it now. Every kid on the block looked like a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> this may be one of the best ideas I ever had. Why, they can play cowboys and Indians, have painless scalpings. Yeah, but I like to please my public. Supposing a lot of kids bought hoppy hair and they didn't like it when they got it. And you come out with Hoppy's henna rinse. Henna rinse? Sure, for five-year-olds who want to look three. <laughs> <laughs> you sold me, Bing. I'll go right into production. Ah, you're on. We better get into production here, too. Hoppy, with you on the show tonight, I bet every kid listening is just waiting for Hoppy to go into a rip-snorting, old-fashioned Western drama, huh? I'm ready. Well, we got Monica Lewis all set here. She's going to play the leading lady, so we better head for the old West. John Scott, put us in the mood, huh? Our story takes place in the little western town of Torn Pants, Nevada, which is right across the river from Arizona. This is the old wild and woolly west, where men are men and women are women, which makes the barn dances a heck of a lot more fun. The action takes place in the schoolhouse, where the school marm, Susie Bell Lewis, is being paid a visit by Two-Gun Crosby, a low-down, contemptible, conniving, no-good, underhanded... Sneaky, cutthroat, horse-thieving, miserable buzzard. I was a dove in the Rose Parade. <laughs> the scene opens as that ex-dove, Two-Gun Crosby, rides into town. Yes! Ah, hold me, hold there, 
got to stop hitching this nag in front of Arthur Murdy's. Howdy, ma'am. How dare you ride your horse into my schoolhouse. Get him out of here this instant. But this is old paint. I don't care. Get him out. But, ma'am, you can't ask me to give old paint the brush. Oh, this... <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. Who are you, anyway? Everybody knows me. I'm... Got a dipper of water, ma'am? I'm thirsty. I've been riding the trail all day. Got dust on my tonsils. I know. I heard you sing. <laughs> now, don't get sassy, gal. Don't get sassy, me. You better pack your duds and get out of here, because I'm taking over this schoolhouse. I'm turning into a gambling casino. But what about my pupils? Mighty nice. The rest of your eyes ain't bad either. <laughs> I was uh, referring to my students. Oh, yes. By the way, where is your class? Here I am. Oh, John Scott John Scott, I didn't hear you I just tippy-toed in Well, you can just tippy-toe out, too Oh, hello, Two-Gun Hello, hello Two-Gun What'd you say? Hello, Two-Gun <laughs> Hello, Two-Ton <laughs> Are you the whole class? I guess so I takes up all the seats. <laughs> now, listen to me, school ma'am. I, I want you and two-ton off these premises by sundown. Clean everything out of here. Leave them erasers on the blackboard, though. I may want to rub somebody out here. Oh, this is terrible. Everybody in town's afraid of two-gun. There's no one to help me. Oh, why isn't Hopalong Cassidy, the brave television star here? At your service, ma'am. I'm Hopalong Cassidy. You got white streaks running across you, and you're all blurred. Turn my nose, ma'am. I ain't focused. <laughs> but I, but I can't believe you're hop along. You're wearing a gray derby and a checkered waistcoat, plaid knickerbockers, and you're carrying a cane. This is a disguise. Now, where did you ever find a getup like that? I got it at Orbox. This is my Douglas Fairbanks Jr. outfit. <laughs> Two-Gun Crosby is going to turn my schoolhouse into a gambling casino, and he'll be back here any minute. Good. I'll be waiting for him with nearly a discouraging word. Don't fence me in. Smile when you say that, stranger. Get along, little doggy. And they went that away. <laughs> say, that's real authentic cowboy talk. Well, it should be, ma'am. I heard it on the Spade Cooley show. <laughs> oh, oh I I'm so afraid of Two-Gun... Look out the window. Here he comes now. Now, when Two-Gun comes in, ma'am, don't you be afraid. You just stand behind me and don't let on that I'm Hopalong Cassidy. Oh, Hopalong, I'm so glad you're here. I could kiss you. I don't know about that, ma'am. Oh, come on. But, ma'am, <laughs> shall I tippy-toe out? <laughs> Heavens, no. You stay right here. Now, remember, don't let on that I'm Hopalong. Everybody clear out. Now, remember... Two gun Crosby. They call me Bing Bing Bang. Bang Bang Bing Bing. I say there, old chappy, you possess a permit to carry those weapons. Oh, ho, ho. get a load of the dude here. I'll thank you not to make disparaging remarks about my clothing. And incidentally, what sort of attire are you wearing? This is a western outfit, Leroy. So happens I'm a cowboy. 
Oh, I say yippee, another Western expression. <laughs> this is bully. I've seen you cowboy chaps in the cinema, and I've always wanted to ask a question. Why is it you never kissed the girl? Listen, partner, after you live with a horse, sleep with a horse, and eat with a horse, just try to get a girl to kiss you. How quaint. I don't wish to be crude, but if you tell another joke like that, we shall have to engage in fisticuffs. Oh, will I roust this sissy around in a minute? Oh. Now, look here, panty waist. I'm here to turn this schoolhouse into a gambling casino, so all you clear out of here. Go on, school's out. I say, ruffian, your childish display of bravery doesn't impress me at all. Oh, wait till I get through with this fell without... I advise you to leave immediately. Oh, yeah? I'm going to make shambles of this schoolhouse. I'm going to do it right now. Well, if you do, you're going to reckon with Hopalong Cassidy. Hopalong Cassidy? Are you Hopalong? Look out, Hoppy. He's reaching for his gun. Just a minute. Hold everything to gun. We'll settle this according to the code of the West. The school mom here will count to three. And then we'll both draw. That's okay by me. Count to three, ma'am. Okay. One, two. <laughs> he got me. Why, Hoppy, you. I got to come to school tomorrow, ma'am. I must brush up on my counting. <laughs> Sing a favorite western song of his tonight. It's a right good one, too. Johnny? Why don't you sashay over here for a minute? Let's do a little sounding off. You all set? Take it away, John Scott. <laughs> Friends, 
Jones in 1952. We got something special we want you to do. Try the smoke that sets the pace with no unpleasant aftertaste. Mildness plus. No aftertaste. Mildness plus. No aftertaste. No unpleasant aftertaste in Chesterfield. That's right. Yes, Chesterfield's the smoke for you. The milder, better taste. And to try a pack or a carton a day get smoke and pleasure all the way. And sound on. For Chesterfield. Sound on. For Chesterfield. Try a pack of Chesterfields and do it. Today. No kidding, folks. The only reason we make that pitch is to get you to try Chesterfields. You'll find they're milder, just the way you want them. And after smoking, Chesterfields leave no unpleasant aftertaste. So sound off for Chesterfields. Start the new year off with a carton. A clouded moon creeps across a clouded sky. Winds of January sigh and moan. And yet it's June. I can see a sky of blue. Dear, the miracle is due. Just you, it's June in January, because I'm in love, it always is spring in my heart, with you in my arms, the snow is just white blossoms. That fall from above And here is the reason, my dear Your magical charms The night is cold The trees are bare But I can feel the scent of roses in the air. It's June in January because I'm in love, but only because I'm in love with you. of our little uh, rotamontade here tonight. Now my thanks to Monica Lewis and to Hopalong Cassidy for joining us this evening. I enjoyed it, Bing. So did I, Bing. See, I forgot to tell you, Hoppy, you were a real flash riding on Topper in the Rose Parade, Hoppy. You were real flashy yourself, Duffy. Duffy. <laughs> well, I guess every bird gets the bird now and then. <laughs> See you soon, Bill. Friends, no man ever stands so straight as when he stoops to help a child. This is the slogan of the Big Brothers of America. Boys from broken homes, boys who are truants, who run with gangs, and boys who are sliding into delinquency, 
They can be straightened out, you know. The Big Brothers guide these boys to an honorable manhood. The Big Brother is a volunteer who works under the direction of a trained social worker. The core of the Big Brother movement is one man and one boy. Big Brother associations in the United States and Canada have proved since 1904 that no philosophy has been more effective in the prevention of juvenile delinquency. This great work, of course, cannot continue without a little help. A little help from you. More Big Brothers are needed. More Big Brother organizations are needed. Your support is needed. Write Big Brothers of America, Philadelphia 3, Pennsylvania. I'll see you next week, folks. Meanwhile, drop in on your dealer. Pick up a carton or two of Chesterfields. Sound off the Chesterfields and do it today. transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Myrtle McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guests, Louis Armstrong and Martha Tilton. Miss Monica Lewis appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of West for the Women, starring Robert Taylor and Denise Darcell. January 2nd of 1952. There you have the Bing Crosby Chesterfield Show with our very favorite guest here on Sounds Like Radio, Hopalong Cassidy. Just love listening to them Hopalong Cassidy radio shows, the Hopalong Cassidy movies. It was all great stuff. That's why we feature Hoppy here on Sounds Like Radio's Library of Sound. And we're so glad to have Hopalong Cassidy as Bing Crosby's guest today on the Bing Crosby Show. Hope you enjoyed it. And Monica Lewis, she wasn't bad either. Till next time then, friends, I am your humble host for Sounds Like Radio saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody.